Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks, and we're going to continue our conversation that we've been having about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in this particular gift episode will be about counsel. And as we begin counsel, a thought that comes to me from our last episode is that sometimes, at least the way that I'm thinking about counsel, is that there's a position of someone knows more than the other. So there's almost an implicit um, hierarchy that goes on. And the thought that was going with me that might be contrary to this might be part of it um, was that thought of, of, of humility and, and making sure that, that, that we are in the right place. We're not overly full of ourselves or underly beating ourselves down. So, I wanted to start with that kind of thought where I have a, a misconception before I even begin. So that way we can start with there because I think that sometimes people are afraid to either seek or give counsel. Um, and then I think that the background of humility is, is a major player in that discussion. Well, the, uh, the gift of counsel is one of those four intellectual gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, and knowledge are all things that uh, ultimately present ideas to us, that direct our understanding, our, our insight, our minds are affected by this. We talked about fortitude in our last program, and we've talked about uh, fear of the Lord or piety. Those affect other parts of us. Um, our, our passions, our, our, uh, those, those virtues that have to do with having the energy to do something and acting on it boldly and that kind of thing. So, so the gift of counsel is one of the intellectual gifts um, that, that directs human action. So it's really focused directly on human action. That common question, how do I do the will of God? And uh, humility is is related to the virtue of temperance. Um, humility is is ultimately uh, living in the truth and walking that uh, fine line between over-exaggerating and under-exaggerating uh, who I am. I, I am uh, what God has made me, what I am in his eyes, nothing more, nothing less. So uh, humility is a little bit, a little bit different, uh, but but it's kind of a precursor. Humility is sort of a doorway for all of the uh, the gifts. Pride distorts everything. Humility is really the uh, the antidote or the proper ordering against pride. Uh, pride is the is the great sin. Pride and envy are the two great sins of the devil, and that caused his fall. And so wherever we're corrupted, our minds are corrupted, or our passions are corrupted by pride then it's going to distort everything. So humility is kind of a, a precursor, a predecessor, a precondition, I guess that's what I'm looking for, a precondition to responding, receiving and responding to any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, the, the gift of counsel would be directly related to the virtue of prudence and knowing uh, what is good. Prudence is uh, identifying the good, using human reason, uh, enlightened by faith, and so we're able to see what is good in order to pursue it. It's one thing to know what is good. Uh, it's another thing to choose it. And so uh, all our, those cardinal virtues work together in that regard. Prudence identifies the good and um, 
fortitude and, and uh, temperance are necessary to choose it. When it's hard to achieve, that requires fortitude. When it's uh, near to us and, and something good to savor and enjoy, that's the under the virtue of temperance. But pr prudence works together with those other virtues. And the gift of counsel is a kind of supernatural inspiration that also perfects the virtue of, of prudence and really helps us to know what is good. Uh, and that's not always obvious. Uh, sometimes it comes a little bit out of left field. Our, our process of reasoning, even enlightened by faith, is just not going to get us there. And a gift of the Holy Spirit can help us to see uh, a correct action or a, a certain path of action that would be valuable to take. And that's uh, extremely useful in understanding how God is at work in our lives. So that, that question, what is God's will for me? Uh, how do I follow God's will? Well, we may be able to reason our way up to that uh, answer within certain guidelines directed by faith. But sometimes we just need a, a supernatural gift to give us that light, to give us that insight, to direct our, our course of action. And that would be the, the gift of counsel. And that's something that, I think that makes a lot of sense as you think it through that, you know, prudence being the, the process of, of identifying what's right. And, and even the way you described it there was, was enlightened by faith to, to learn what's right. And to me that, that sounded a whole lot like the spirit talking to you. So in my, in my thought, you know, there's some overlap there between the gift of counsel and the, uh, the, the 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 virtue of prudence and as we talked about a lot with the virtues them being the elements of our choice that they're like muscles you have to use them for them to grow and if you don't use them they will disappear and in that regards you know it, i think prudence is one of the the ones that's the tricky one because as we live through our lives it requires you both to be observant in terms of seeing things around you in, in terms of reading and being open and, and hearing. So there's a physical sense that has to go to actually observe something. And then also requires the judgment of, okay, what did I just witness? And was that good or was that bad? And, you know, as you said before that on the two extremes, it's really easy, you know, 10 commandments pretty much outlined killings bad. That's bad. And being nice is good. So you kind of see the, the, the extremes, but most of life is, is not at an extreme. It's in the middle here. So I kind of wanted to, to focus on how we can open ourselves up to be able to, to, to grow in this department. Because I think it's something that at least if you're going out and listening to a, a podcast such as this, you already have a desire to, to grow in prudence. Um, and then I'd like to just kind of talk about that, how we can utilize this particular gift in that arena. You know, just to uh, make a, a little uh, clarification for the sake of, of further understanding, uh, when you said reason guided by or illuminated by faith sounds like uh, the Holy Spirit. So when we when we use that language, we're, we're probably talking about faith a little bit more in the sense of the articles of faith. So uh, the fact that 
Jesus Christ is true God and true man, that God has sent his son for the salvation of the world, that the sacraments, maybe that's a good uh, example to use, that the sacrament of baptizing provides sanctifying grace and uh, washes away original sin and incorporates us into the church. Uh, therefore, uh, somebody who doesn't know anything about baptism could use their reason and their reason is not going to get them to the idea that baptism is a good thing. They just don't know anything about baptism. Whereas we who have the faith, who uh, have been formed in the, the teaching of the church and understand what baptism is, we evaluate that and we say, okay, well, baptism is a good thing. We want to get this baby baptized. We may know further that well, it's not critical that it happens within 24 hours of birth unless the, the baby's in danger of death. We can wait a couple of weeks. And so uh, reason illuminated by faith would identify the good of baptism and also be able to think through uh, when the, the prudent timing would be of that baptism. Um, now, maybe in a kind of supernatural way, it would be better to have that baptism a week after birth, because uh, unbeknownst to us, there's, there's somebody going to be at the church on that particular day, uh, wandering in from the street, and because they witnessed this baptism, it, it provides their conversion, you know. So uh, faith is not going to get us that. That's really the gift of counsel, you know. That's the, a gift of the Holy Spirit uh, that's, that's guiding some action beyond what we could sort of figure out based on the data of reason uh, and the data of faith. Uh, so anyway, just to add that in, and, and maybe that illustration helps a little bit as well. Um, but to your point about how do we use this, I think it's worth stepping back. In some way, the, the virtues and the gifts are providing a lot of vocabulary and we can start to find ourselves in this strange world like we just don't speak in these terms and we don't really think in these terms and there's nothing wrong with that um, there's nothing that's sort of like anyway it's not magical about these terms and it would be worth as i'm trying to do with some of these examples to go back to our own experience and say well like how, how does this work in daily life you know how does this come into play and again a, a kind of broad uh, concept is, well, like we've talked about with the virtues, the more you use them, the stronger they get. Well, that's that's pretty useful. So I feel myself not quite up to um, the, the fortitude that I need, but I know if I keep working at it, that fortitude will grow. Or I find myself not fully able to enjoy life as, as much as I wish, or not to be as sad at bad things that happen as some other people are, and I feel like I'm not as alive as I could be. Well, that's the virtue of temperance, but as you press into that, it has a way of, of also growing uh, and, and increasing our enjoyment and also deepening our, our proper sadness. Maybe I don't know exactly what to do, um, and so you know, I, I, I work on that, I think through that, I use human skills, I consult my business manuals and seven habits of highly effective people, and I, I take my strength finders assessment, and I, I learn more about myself, and, and in the, the process of that, and I, I watch somebody who's excellent, I, I mentor, you know, shadow another uh, uh, businessman or, or something like that, and, and I, I grow in, in prudence, practicing some decision-making, practicing some, uh, some discernment. 
And as I make myself available to the Holy Spirit, as I open my heart in prayer and I allow him to move in me, sometimes taking a risk when he's leading me to do something I couldn't sort of come up with on my own um, or take an action that seems beyond my own strength, and I do that, uh, I become more confident that God works in that way and those those gifts open in me. So, but uh, again, to take a step back, what what we realized in all of these gifts of the Holy Spirit and in these virtues is that God covers every dimension of life. God covers and transforms, inspires, perfects every dimension of life. And I think that's the kind of message that was at the beginning of our podcast, Joe, that it was the desire to get that message to people to realize that religion is not about just about Sunday Mass. It's not just about doing something on Sunday, kind of checking the box, paying your dues, and otherwise forgetting about the whole operation, that that religion, that our Catholic faith transforms everything in our lives. That's what the Holy Spirit desires to do in us, is he transforms our whole life so that our thinking and our acting, our feeling, is all Christ-centered and is Christ-inspired, is more like that of Christ. And so as we look through these different gifts of the Holy Spirit, and as we've touched on the different virtues, the basic thing should be, oh, pick something in your life, pick a moment in your day, uh, are you too tired to go on in the middle of the afternoon? Well, maybe you apply a little bit of fortitude as you press on. Maybe the Lord gives you some superhuman strength through that Holy Spirit gift of fortitude. You know, uh, are, are you dealing with some difficult situation morally? Uh, maybe you have to make a decision. You're dealing with a corrupt business partner, and there's not one obvious answer. Do you expose him? You turn him in? Do you confront him? Do you, you know, how do you handle it? There's no manual for that, um, but you can pray and the Holy Spirit can come to your aid and help you to find the right action. That's the gift of counsel. We apply our own prudence and faith, but then we can also be open to the gift of counsel. So every dimension of your life, pick a dimension and we'll find virtues and gifts of the Holy Spirit that apply to that dimension so that really everything we, we do can truly be Christ doing all of that within us. And as I've said many times throughout, you know, our faith is a very practical faith and you kind of just drilled in on why there, you know, you can't turn your life off. You know, you're, you're always going to be actively alive. And I think that as to your point, that if you're in the mindset of I'm only showing up on Sunday because I have to to mass and then trying to leave the rest of it at the door, not only are you doing it wrong, but you're missing out on so much of of the great, the grace of the God. And to your, your point of where you mentioned before about, you know, the, the best way to, to grow in this is to practice using it. You know, I think that, that as we look at life, especially in, in more as an adulthood is that there's this mindset that you're never allowed to mess up. And, you know, one of the points of practice at the end of the day here is to, push yourself beyond your comfort zone, which inherently means at some point you're going to be running too fast and you're going to fall over. You know, we don't get upset when we see a two-year-old run full speed and trip into a table. But for some reason, if you would do that, trying to articulate something 
as an adult, now you're you're condemned or or whatever. So I think that that there is a certain element and thinking that you know being wrong, you have to you know pitch a hundred percent. You have to be pitch a perfect game every time you walk on the field. Well, that's just flat out not realistic. And the one thing we do know is that you know God is ultimately going to do everything towards the good. But that doesn't mean everything's always going to be good, you know. So I think that there's this mindset out there that I don't want to 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 try to listen or go beyond my comfort zone because I don't want to be embarrassed or do something wrong or or just get out of the main current. You know, in the main current, there's safety in our society. You know, even if it's not something you you totally agree agree with or not, but just sticking in that current keeps you out of the crosshairs and i think that that is a significant downfall of where we're at right now but i don't want to 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 veer away from it but my point is that staying within the faith and not checking out or returning to the faith ultimately will direct the entire current if not all of us in total to being into a spot where it's okay if you mess up, you know, it, it, certainly some mess ups have consequences, but just to have a single flaw or a mistake is not the end of the world. So I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of the, the feeling that I got from, from what you just articulated there. Yeah. Well, the, uh, certainly we don't have to be afraid of making mistakes the you know some of the the virtues and the gifts have to do with also repentance and uh turning back to the lord it's uh ultimately our it deepens our need in fact sometimes when we make mistakes we realize even more that we can't do it on our own and that makes us even more open to what god wants to do in us and through us so yeah not only do we not need to worry about making mistakes uh, sometimes it's precisely what we need is to make mistakes and then uh, that we see the lord come to our aid but um, that has to do with the you know the fear of the lord a real reverence for his greatness and um, also in terms of uh, turning back to him and hope knowing the futility of uh, worldly things and uh, turning to his wisdom, which shows us our ultimate destination, you know, um, we can we can move forward that way. And and I guess I would say another way of looking at some of these things with the the gifts of the Holy Spirit is is a little bit like we look at anatomy. You know, the uh, when we think about our heart or our lungs. Now, your heart and your lungs worked just fine before you knew what they were called or that they even existed. We had some idea because there's this thing kind of thumping, and there's this other thing that sort of expands when we take in a breath that we had these things. Other organs, until they hurt, we actually don't even know that we have them. I mean, uh, I don't know that I would have ever imagined I had a spleen until I got mono and uh, my spleen expanded. And then I found out about a spleen from the doctor, you know, so it's like some of these gifts of the Holy Spirit or, or even the virtues are giving names and identifying the way things are working that were already working before we knew that they were working or what they were called or, or where they were or how they interacted or anything like that. Um, so some of this is a sort of spiritual anatomy, we could say, and is, uh, you know, 
then then we ask, well, why why do I need to know this? Well, the same reason, you know, why do you need to know you have a heart or lungs or how any of those things work together? Well, when you have some idea of what they are and how they work together, then you can take care of them a little bit better. You can be grateful that you have them and that they're working. Sometimes you get some sort of measurements or you identify. Uh, it lifts a little bit of the mystery, which makes us feel a little bit more comfortable uh, when I have a little bit of an ache and I can identify what that is and why it's happening. I feel a lot better about it than if I just have some random pain and I don't know what's going on. So, uh, or likewise, when we're sort of working things out and we see things working, we give glory to God in a different way. Um, also in terms of uh, spiritual nourishment, you know, if you want these gifts of the Holy Spirit to grow, fundamentally keep developing your relationship with God. It's sort of like, you know, exercising helps your heart and your lungs and your, your muscles. It just does lots of good things. And then you say, well, what exercise, this exercise or that exercise? And there's a point to that, but the fundamental thing is exercise. Get some exercise and everything works better. Have some prayer, worship, uh, spend time with God, and everything works better. So it's a, a simple response. Now, if you want particular things to work better in particular ways, then you can focus on prayer with scripture or prayer in front of the Blessed Sacrament, or you know, you may be able to subdivide those things somewhat. But the fundamental thing is pray, and all the whole spiritual organism works better. Exercise, and the whole physical organism works better. And the outside cases can be dealt with on individual basis by experts. <laughs> and the other part of that is, is that all the examples you just gave are things we can see because it's our body. You know, you can see yourself losing weight or gaining muscle, uh, but with the spiritual side of the world, there's not really a true measurement there. And sometimes learning these, you can show, okay, I am doing well in this department so it, it can give a reinforcement to staying with a positive activity, um, you know, because each of us in our lives are going to have different examples of that. And sometimes it just helps to have the, the reinforcement of keep doing what you're doing um, and give a little element of go, this is what it's helping. You know, some people will just lose direction if they're doing something good and not know it was good, they can veer from it. But knowing why you're doing something that's good and knowing that it is helping is, is dramatically helpful. And that's why we obviously did this series here on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We hope that everyone has been enjoying them. And we will be with you again next week with the next one.